After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Register today to love again. My name is Andrew Walsh. I just registered. I can love again. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. <laughs> you must register. You must in register. order to love again. Yeah, it's a new thing. It's actually one of the less covered changes yeah, that came with the Trump administration. That's how we're making America great again. Yeah, I mean, you are, people are still free to love. But they just want a national love registry. Absolutely. Um, see what happens. They come after your guns. Next yeah. thing you know, you gotta gotta register to love. All right. Um, what's coming they up? They came on the for sh- the lovers. I said nothing. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, what is up on the show today? Well, um, we're talking about little people. Okay. That seemed to. Is that a surprise to you, or are you just? Trying to figure out the best way to phrase that. I just have, yeah, I, I realized I hadn't thought through how I was going to explain the, the nature of this show. We were watching TV the other day, and I noticed a commercial for um, Mobile One. Uh, which oil? Is, I think it's a motor oil. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's like a little man in that, like a little guy, like a little person actor, but he looks little. And I was like, "This seems like I feel. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of little. little not, not. You're saying not a little person actor. It was, a, it was not a little a real, person actor, yes, it's a, it's but like a, a miniature person. Yeah, and it's an actual. We'll get into this commercial in a second, but I think that particular one is actually some famous race car driver. Yeah. We just don't know, right? Exactly. Like a real I, didn't, race I had car to look driver. it up, but yeah. but I thought, what's with all the little guys? Yeah, there are. And Vives, we'll get into this in a second. Sometimes my sometimes my show it. ideas are too high concept, and sometimes my show ideas are not high concept enough. I know. And this last, might be falling in the second category. No, no, I disagree. Last night when you said, you know what, there's a like this tiny little three-inch race car driver in this commercial, um, maybe we can build a whole show around like miniature people in commercials. And you, God bless you, did all the prep today. And I was like, sure, I mean, have at it. But in my head, I was thinking, there's not enough. <laughs> but... There's just not enough. And I'm looking at your show sheet here. <laughs> It's impressive. And, and I feel like I missed some. I, I mean, it's a hard thing to search for. Um, I'll tell you, if you, if you search little guy in commercial, you get some weird things. Yeah. Uh, but guy in a little coat. But I feel like there must be ones out there that I'm just not thinking of and didn't, didn't search for. So listeners, please uh, send them my way. Okay, cool. And also, I was looking ahead a little bit. Um, and I kind of purposely shielded myself from the details, but it looks like we have a very interesting email from a listener answering some questions we had about a very old Coke advert, Coca-Cola Pepsi. advert. Or it was a Pepsi advertisement. Yeah, we got, we got some follow-up files this week in um, Ad Council. It, it, was that when uh, Taylor Burney was here that we talked about that? Was that one of those yeah, royalty so. commercials? Okay, so anyway, I'm really looking forward to So I saw that somebody weighed in on that, but I haven't read what they said yet, so I'm excited about that. Um, for now, though, I'm not saying that we have to say this is the name of the show, but I'm calling it <laughs> Say Hello to Our Little Friends. You didn't even get the Pacino drop for that? No. Like, why didn't I actually get the drop? Yeah. You mean? I don't know. Do you think it's available anywhere online? I don't know. Has anyone ever heard that quote? Of- <laughs> Has anyone ever quoted him saying that? Do you remember... 
<laughs> oh man, we're off the rails. I am. I'm sorry. I am off the rails so quickly. But one of my favorite memories was you and I were shopping around Christmas time in New Hampshire at a Concord, New Hampshire mall. I can't remember the name of it. The Concord, yes, the mall, the mall. <laughs> I Concord, believe it was called the mall. And we came out of some store, and there was one of those kiosks um, in the, kind of in the middle of the mall area. And it was selling primarily decorative mirrors. Right. The kind that are just like the mirrors, but then they have like some sort of painting on them, yeah, often a movie poster or a movie It's a modern quote. equivalent or or version of a velvet painting, basically. Yes. And now, of course, I'm getting nervous. I'm, I'm forgetting the details of it. But I think, I think we came out and there was a mirror for maybe like the godfather or something along the lines of that and i and i made a joke to you i said oh yeah i'm gonna get that mirror for my sister for christmas and some guy over do you remember this i remember seeing the mirrors and then um some guy overheard he said well there's a scarface one around the corner she'll love that I think I'm probably messing up some of the details of it. Or maybe it was like, maybe it was the mirror that said, say hello to my little friend. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm going to get that for my sister. And the guy's like, they have a bunch of other good ones around the corner or something like that. Anyway. I mean, I think when it comes to selling the, the mirrors with the uh, with the mobsters painted on them, yeah. the sales guys just have to sort of like. No, no, this wasn't to, the sales guy. Oh, though. just a random It was customer? just a guy who was shopping who was really impressed with the mirror selection vis-a-vis uh, Scarface. Well, he must have just been a fan then. That's what I liked about it. It wasn't, I'm sorry, I didn't make that clear. It wasn't a salesperson saying, hey, we have a bunch of other stuff around the corner. It was just some guy shopping around Christmas time who was very enthused yeah. about all of the different Scarface well, mirrors he could get his family. You know, that's uh, that's up on Loudon Road in Concord, New Hampshire. And if there's if there's a an American capital or concentration of people who would be super into a Scarface mirror... They all, that's it. Like maybe. that's, that's ground zero for that. Sure. I mean, I could think of some other places maybe in the country as well, but then that would lead me on a path of just alienating people who might be listening, who live in various corners of this great nation of ours. Okay. Hey, I went through all these commercials. They are uh, fantastic. I'm dying to get into them, even though I've been stalling. Should we start with the one we were just talking about? Yeah, let's start with the mobile one. Okay. So you look this up, and the name of the tiny race car driver in this is what? Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. What team does he play for? He plays for the Monster Energy Drink Stock Car Racing Team. Oh, okay, he, good. I, I don't understand anything about how race car racing works. Don't email me. I don't care. Yeah, sometimes I, think you I got say that right though. Some I looked it up, but some people sometimes I'll say like, "Do send me stuff that I don't know about." I don't care about this. Wait, you looked at you? That was real. I thought you were just. I thought you were just riffing no, no, on like that's things a real that thing. would be yeah. like I don't know Nas Energy Drink Gatorade right just words no sweat mo- socks it's like team. Monster Energy Drink NASCAR thing oh okay good so you were being serious um, but anyway the what's happening in this commercial is um, a a man comes into his garage he's a full size man but sitting on the hood of his car is a little man. The hood is open, yeah. so that he kind of sitting Sorry, inside sitting, the engine area. Sitting in the inside of the hood of his car is a, is a little man who is Kevin Harvick. Hi. Kevin Harvick. Changing your oil after 3,000 miles? Yes. If you'd use new Mobile One annual protection, you wouldn't have to. It'd protect your engine for one year with just one oil change. That's amazing. It is amazing. Can I ask you a question? Why are you three inches tall? 
Why aren't you three inches tall? Don't change your oil. I love the ending of that. Yeah, it's a pretty good punchline. Yeah, and he delivers it with a little bit of uh, believable cockiness. Yeah, I think so. Why are you three inches tall? Why are tall? you three inches tall? I don't really understand why. I mean, I guess my question is the same question that the guy in the commercial asked, which is, why is Kevin Harvick three inches tall? Why did they decide like, to use yeah, Why what, did they go for this? Why did they go for this? Yeah, exactly. I could ask that for almost all of these commercials, except for the one we'll get to next. Which is kind of iconic at this point. They were just being kind of weird and random, which is a thing in commercials. But in this particular one and a bunch of the other ones, why do we just have miniature people? Yeah, in very in weird situations. In very few cases, sometimes there is a a, a logic to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a Burger King one, I think later that kind of um, it puts the ingredients in scale a little bit. Yeah, makes the exactly. Sandwich seem like I, I can understand that from a just like a, a kind of a marketing perspective. But most of these, it's just like, I think the thinking was like, wouldn't it be funny to see a person out of scale? Yes! And, and the answer is yes! The answer is yes. Well, you and I do love miniature things. We do. I thought about doing a all, because there's also a, a, a few commercials where you can find like a big person, like a person who's too Ooh. large and out of scale. Um, but that seemed like it was just getting a little too far from the center. Do you know that that's a fetish? No. I started following this woman on Twitter, and I can't remember her name. She had posted something that went kind of viral, and it was funny, so I started following her. But she's a real weirdo, and she goes into... She must be... I don't... I need to get back on track. But she goes into these weird corners of the internet where I think that she's actually members to some pretty questionable groups. For example, like a an entire group of men who uh, like to wear diapers oh, yeah. as a kind of a you know, a sexual thing. And so she'll go in there. And this is like, I don't know, kind of, I got to say, if there's a man who likes to wear diapers and wants to talk to a community about it. I just read a Savage Love where Dan was like, that's his kink. Yeah, it's not hurting anybody. And so what she's doing is probably pretty wrong because she'll go in and like, she's like a member apparently. And then she'll go in and like take snapshots screen grabs of the kinds of conversations that are going on in these weird places and some of the memes and photos. And they are pretty funny. She redacts everybody's personal information, but she will show faces, Um, which maybe that's mean because, again, they're not hurting anybody and they just want their community. But there's another one that she will post from, which is it appears that there's just this thing where I think it's a type of porn or that type of oh, thing like where the, the women are really woman. huge. Yeah. Yes. And I, they'll be like kind of beating up on tiny little men that are like in scale about an inch tall. That does ring a faint bell of like, yeah, that that's a that's a kink or a fetish yeah. or whatever. So anyway, well, that's somewhat relevant to what we're talking about here. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so I do I mean, think maybe maybe this. the women aren't big and the men are just tiny. Well, I don't think that's what's going on in this particular case, but I appreciate your invitation to think outside the lines. All right. Now, let's get into... Everything's relative. I mentioned before that uh, the next set of commercials we're going to talk about are pretty iconic at this point, and I think most listeners know we're talking about the Lil Sweet commercials for Diet Dr. Pepper. Just Diet Dr. Pepper, right? That's the whole point. Yes, I think that's the whole point. It's a, it's a little sweet and it's like a treat. It's advertised as a treat you can have for doing a good job on something like for for finishing a chore or doing something small, but small but right and then you get a little reward, which is a little sweet. Right. I these, do love a Diet I, Dr. Pepper. I, and I really do love these commercials. I think maybe when I first saw them, I was like, oh, just another like kind of Skittles-esque random 
thing going on here, but I just watched like five of them in a row in one of these uh, compilations you sent me. And as a, as just like a body of work, I think they're hilarious. If you haven't seen them, it's a, it's a tiny little guy and it's played by a guy. I didn't even know he was famous. Justin. This is what makes it so fascinating to me. Um, It's the, the, Character is played by Justin Guarini, who is best known for being the runner-up in the first American Idol, the American Idol that Kelly Clarkson ultimately won. Mm. And they they tried to leverage the drama around them. There was a movie from Justin from Justin to Kelly, which is like that's prob- the name of the movie from Justin to Kelly. Yeah, it probably won all the Razzies that year. I mean, it was just utterly terrible and it was just produced by the makers of the tv show i assume so yeah um but justin guarini was one of those kind of like almost was became a has-been before he ever was a was-been and um so i just totally lost track of him and had no idea what he was up to he, you know he's one of those people who's like starring in a in broad on broadway but it's like just off Broadway mm-hmm. or whatever. And he'd given some interviews about like how he was really struggling financially. Um, and then here he turns up in these little sweet commercials and his character in the commercials, if you haven't seen them, is basically doing, it's basically Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I saw somebody, I was doing digging around this today and I saw someone posted a, a headline or like some article that was like, is Prince going to sue over Justin Guarini's uh, portrayal of Lil Sweet? Uh, this is obviously before Prince mm-hmm. died. And I was like, ooh, is he? And I clicked on it. And it's just like some knucklehead like posing the question like, yeah. do you think Prince will sue Total clickbait. Like, <laughs> click here for the answer. No, just click here for the question again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's very but much. Yeah, so he's doing a, like a little Prince. It's a little bit of a Prince uh, caricature. Um, but it's also its own thing. And it has. And there have been so many of them now that uh, it really, I think, has evolved into kind of its own distinct character, even though the styling is very much like Prince. Anyway, Lil Sweet is about two feet tall, I yeah. would say, compared to the regular-sized humans uh, that he is interacting with when they do some little good little chore in their life. Okay, so in this one, um, there are some really good ones. We're starting with one that I, I actually have a couple of issues with. We'll talk about it in a second. But we start in a very suburban front yard, uh, where a woman is trimming her shrubs and she's talking to her neighbor uh, kind of across the shrubs, across this fence, um, classic Americana style. Um, you're going to hear the neighbor talking first. She's ending some story where she's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I believe her name is Donna. And then she walks away and then Lil Sweetie pops it's just, up. It's just Lil Sweet. Well, I like to call him Lil Sweetie. He's, he's my little sweetie. Little sweetie pops up uh, in the shrubbery and starts talking to our hero, the woman who was putting up with the chatty neighbor. So that's why I learned how to train possums. He always announce, announces how he's entering, even though you see it. In this case, he's popping out of the bushes, so he sings, Little sweet coming out of the bushes. You didn't need to hear me sing that. Sweet coming out the bushes. For listening to Donna drone on, you deserve the sweet treat of a diet Dr. Pepper. Mmm, that is sweet. How sweet? Uh, I don't know. Honey, who are you talking to? It's no one! That's right. He didn't listen to Donna. You did. I can see you talking to a little man. Okay, it's a little sweet. Hey, man. Diet Dr. Pepper. It's the sweet. The acting in that really is good. He, um, th- that's of course her husband sticking his head out the front door saying, Who I are you can talking see you talking to? to a little man. Yeah. And that is not, 
it's not something that only she sees. Yes. No, it's a nice twist. And her acting when she says, fine, it's so sweet. She looks just like kind of a petulant teenager who got caught doing something. Yes. And one thing to know about these commercials is that usually the woman, often it's a couple interacting with him. Usually the woman, sometimes I think either member of the couple is like sort of attracted to Little Sweet. Mm-hmm. And is like if there's a little bit of illicit like, oh, don't worry about, you know, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. You know? Yes. And we're going to see that because I'm going to play a couple more of these, actually. I, know, I, love them. Um, I don't think you can play enough. That particular actress, by the way, attractive woman, um, I think appears in another one of these commercials at the end of this uh, compilation reel you sent me where Lil Sweet is talking to two guys at a party. I'm not going to play this one. Two guys are at a party saying that they're they're like leaning over the cupcake table and they're talking about how they want a cupcake, but they're on some sort of diet and they can't. So Lil Sweet comes and be like, well, here, he holds up two cans of Diet Dr. Pepper. Says, I like how the, di- the cans, by the way, are... Um, out of are proportionate to him, so like or out of proportion to us. They're proportioned yeah. to us. So when he hands the person who is the normal size a can, um, it looks very big. It's in his huge hands. in his hands. Yeah, yeah no, I love the scale on this. Um, anyway, so he has this whole interaction with these two dudes at a party, and then at the very end, when he slides back up the railing to the upstairs of the house, wherever they are, uh, a woman walks on very quickly and just says, "Was that a little sweet?" And I'm pretty sure it's the woman who was just flirting with him in the bushes here. In this next one, it's even more... Oh, my issue with that was... This is a very small thing. But if the joke is supposed to be that the woman who's talking your ear off about boring things, mm-hmm. they should have come up with something very boring. They tried to add an extra joke by saying, that's how I train Marmot. What is she? Possums. Say? Possum I, I had like, the same that thought. That sounds like a fascinating conversation. I'm sure she's a nut job. Yeah. But I I am here for that. I wish it had just I been. I am here for Donna's possum training Exactly. Story. They were trying to, they wanted one more joke in here because yeah. these are so bizarre. But they kind of blew the premise, which I guess doesn't matter. Like, does that sell less Dr. Peppers or fewer? were Dr. Peppers? Um, probably not. But, but from I, but, a purist perspective, I wish you had been like... Absolutely. And then, you know, like talking about filling out her finances on Concur or exactly. something like that. Um, this next commercial, though, is the first one I saw. I Based on the TV I watch, I think it's in the heaviest rotation, we see a fella and he's in his Reco- laundry room. Do you recognize this fella? I do. I had to look up his name. And this is one of the reasons I love this one so much. I love this guy. His name is Malcolm Barrett. And if you watch Better Off Ted, he plays Lem, one of the nerdy scientists. Oh, my God. The one who... Mustache and glasses. One time somebody refers to to the two scientists as mustache and glasses. And then they realize that the same nerd has the mustache and the glasses. It's such a great joke kind of on the audience. Anyway, um, in this one, the guy who uh, plays Lem is doing laundry in his laundry room and then his wife walks by the door quickly and kind of gives him a thumbs up on his laundry folding and then little sweetie pops out of little sweet little sweet sorry Genevieve's shaking her head at me little sweet pops out of the washing machine nice folding you deserve a raise thank you <laughs> little sweet's been at the spin cycle you do deserve a raise in the form of a sweet diet dr pepper Ooh, sip it Mmm, that is sweet. These are my delicates. Tumble dry. Now, Lil Sweet is holding up a bunch of his delicates. This is important. I think when I first saw a it, I assumed... leopard print in there. Yeah, a lot of... This looks like leopard print underwear. Some white Extra satin. Heat. I'll take these. He just folds. Then 
The wife comes in, grabs the whole thing of little sweet underwear, and then does what as she carries them out of the room? Sniffs them. Takes a little sniff. I know. Dirty. Dirty. So dirty. Also, you don't put delicates on tumble dry with extra heat. You want to like either air dry those and... I don't think that's the right treatment for you. Well, them. I think she's going to take care of that. Yeah, I guess no so. No problem. Mmm, that is sweet. These are my delicates. Tumble dry. Extra heat. I'll take these. He just folds. Dirty. you agree? How do you guys know? Yes, we're going back. It's been psycho. <laughs> <laughs> that actor is so great. It just, just makes why me is, want to watch Lem. Why isn't he in more stuff? I see him in commercials all the time. Oh, I've seen him. In, I know I've seen him in at least one We've other. We've seen him in a few other commercials, but he's such a good actor, and he was on a sitcom with a fairly major role. Like he, he should have his own thing. Yeah, he Lem is fantastic. I don't even. I already forgot his real name, Malcolm Barrett. Okay, only one more little sweet commercial that I want to play because uh, it, it again dials into the kind of sexual energy between Lil Sweet and the women. Um, in I this would watch one, a movie called <laughs> Lil Sweet and the Women. <laughs> Lil Sweet and his women. Um, no, that's worse. Uh, so in this one, we see kind of a standard office lunchroom kind of situation. There's a woman who I would say is kind of a... And this, there's a reason I'm saying this. She's a pretty attractive woman, but dressed like a kind of typical office worker on a typical office day. And she's just kind of looking in the fridge uh, like we so often do when we are just kind of standing in our kitchens with the kitchen door, with the refrigerator door open, not even knowing what we want. We just want something. And then uh, Little Sweet makes his entrance. I mean, I want something sweet without all the calories. Little Sweet! Did someone ask for the sweet, no-cal sweetness of Diet Dr. Pepper? That was me. Just take a sip. Now, I should notice, um, or I should note, that there's another woman who is less attractive by conventional standards sitting at the table uh, in the lunchroom behind all of this action, and there's a guy watching on as well. And now uh, Lil Sweetie is, Lil Sweet is handing her the Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, that is sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you work here? No. Little Sweet is self-employed. <laughs> Little Sweet sliding out on his knees. He's hot. I'm thirsty, too. Die, die. <laughs> oh, dumpy office yes, lady. Because things get real flirty yeah. between Little Sweet and the attractive woman in front. And then... And then the lady in the Dumpy back, friend. she's dumping, and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm thirsty, too, which is a really funny line, but then it really kind of, it makes me sad for her. Well, she just needs to do a good chore. I've been that, I've been that woman before. Um, so I just love that they're doing, uh, I love this whole good. campaign, and yeah. I love that it's been so successful. I will say that I was, I was so fascinated by it, and like, how did Justin Guarini, who was sort of famous, but like, he, he's now become famous in this totally other way, which I, I think mm-hmm. is interesting. There was an interview with him on some, you know, dumb blog or whatever that was like, Justin Gorini explains how he came to be part of this Dr. Pepper campaign. And then the whole interview was him just going like, yeah, I just really like doing it. Yeah, it's just really fun. He like never explained Mm -hmm. anything about how he got involved with it or like who approached whom or like any facts. He just said, I like, I like doing it. Yeah, I got an email. Yeah. They said, he, I wish it had said he had got an yeah. email. That would have been more informative. <laughs> Come apply for this job or, or uh, audition. Um, you found another Dr. Pepper. This is not diet Dr. Pepper. This is Dr. Pepper. Cherry. 
Dr. Pepper Cherry. Okay, and this does not have Guarini in it. It doesn't. It doesn't even have a little man. And I there are plenty of little animal commercials. There's like one with a little tiny giraffe that I almost included. Oh, yeah. But I felt like, A, the little person should have a speaking role. And B, this I'm only including this because clearly Dr. Pepper has something invested in this idea of tiny things yeah so in this one it's not a human at all but it is a it's a, a horse and chariot i yeah, guess playing off of cherry. the uh dr pepper cherry and it's a bunch of guys kind of in a rumpus room maybe in a college rec i get the sense it's like a dave and busters okay because they're playing air hockey and there's a bunch of like uh pinball machines in the background all right let's take a listen Man, could this day get any better? Dr. Pepper Cherry off! A cherry treat! Mm. Thank you, Tiny Wagon. You're welcome. That's right, I talk. Deal with it! Dr. Pepper Maybe it was a rumpus room. It's a fancy rumpus it's room. It's a fancy room. So, yeah, the, this little chariot comes out, trotting out onto the air hockey table, pulling a cherry Dr. Pepper behind it. Why do they call it Tiny Wagon, though? It's, I mean... You would say thanks, tiny horse. It's a tiny horse. The horse is the is the free agent here. Yeah. If any, if they said thanks, tiny chariot, that would make sense because they're trying to emphasize. Yeah, cherry, but why but tiny wagon? I don't know. It's just like a weird writing choice. I don't know. Anyway, okay. The, a lot of a uh, lot of Dr Pepper talk there. Um, two thumbs up for Justin Guarini and Lil Sweet. Uh, I suggested throwing a. Gecko commercial in At here. least the gecko, gecko talks. Gecko. I yeah. would say, arguably, it doesn't count because the gecko was actually not out of scale. No, you're right. The gecko was in the proper scale. And so I mentioned that last night, just kind of grasping at straws. Yeah, wait, and then back I looked when at, you thought my idea was crap. <laughs> that's not true. I just appreciate you putting the show together. Um, but today when I saw, oh, that's right, you put the gecko in your show sheet, I was thinking, yeah, maybe we should pull that one. That was a bad idea on my part. But you found the perfect Geico gecko commercial to fit this theme. Yeah, that's why I included it. They, a lot of the gecko ones are just like, it could be anybody. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, a talking chicken. It could be a talking anything doing the pitch. But now, the sometimes one- the joke is how tiny he is but- compared to a human. But he, like you say, he's real gecko. Size. He's a real gecko. But some of these are, but I like this one because it was all about like s- scale and like little tiny things and how how tiny he is. Yeah. And instead of trying to pause and tell the story as it goes along, I'm just going to tell you the whole story and then we'll listen to it. Um, we have the gecko. He just got it off a plane and he's waiting for his luggage. He specifically mentions being in the Atlanta airport, which is a thing that they oh. do. They go to he, he goes to lots of different locales or, or it is set in lots of different locales. And he's specifically talking to. The New Orleans audience oh, or the St. Louis audience. But they whatever. air nationally. Yeah, But it's know. just an idea of just trying to, just like that local factor. When you hear it, you kind of, something sparks in your brain. I guess so. Yeah, they must have a strategy. That's interesting. Um, so in this one, he's a gecko and he's waiting for his luggage on the carousel. And, you know, it's funny because you see all these black bags that look, exa- like, you know, roller bags. They all look alike. And then a tiny, tiny little black roller bag bag comes along he's about to grab it. identical clearly... to the other bags except it's the size of a matchbox yes. or the size of a cigarette pack maybe. and it, you know would you know work for a gecko but then some big human picks up the tiny tiny suitcase and uh the gecko has to confront him i've just arrived in atlanta and i can't wait to start telling people how switching to geico could save them hundreds of dollars on car insurance but first my luggage <laughs> there is uh, excuse me, sir. I think you've got the wrong bag. 
sorry, they all look alike, you know? And it is hilarious because he's got—he's also kind of a bigger guy, and he's holding this tiny little dollhouse-sized uh, suitcase. I love it. And he says, "I want that prop." Alike. Yes, me too. No worries. Well, cars here. I can't save people money chatting at the baggage claim all day. Geico, fifteen minutes. Good. Anyway, good pull, Leaves. Way to make it relevant. <laughs> um, Starburst. I don't remember what this commercial is, but I'll tell you. I think Starburst is majorly just trying to cop, or what's the best way, kind of rip off the vibe of Skittles. Yes. Skittles kind of was are they both, early. Are they both made by the same candy company? That is an interesting question. It seems like the same. I mean, I assume it comes from the same slurm factory or whatever. <laughs> is that a, a Futurama joke? It is a Futurama Wrigley joke. makes Skittles. Who makes Starburst? The Wrigley Company. Yeah, that was a. Sound I mean, again, it's all the same. It's all the same sugar and uh, fructose. That bothers me less because it's kind of like, oh, the, they're part of the same candy family. They're using the same agency, and they want a vibe for yeah. these. F- f- they're both fruit flavored, Chews. chewy candies. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, if I were Wrigley, I would maybe work on. Uh, you know, cross promotion a little bit more, or yeah. feature them both in a in a commercial. Yeah, boy, I feel like that could be there. Could be some really interesting possibilities there. It sounds like you're being sarcastic, but you're being serious. No, right? no, I am being serious. Okay, yeah, because I think it would be really interesting. I'm too. sorry, I I just have one of those voices. Um, I just have a speech oh, impediment. Yeah. I love this party. <laughs> it's so fun. But no, I honestly can think of like a lot of ways you could approach that. They've done so much creative marketing in the past with their like Skittles docu- yeah. mockumentary and. Um, I mean, the Skittles pox is iconic. Like, I think those these two brands, if they did something jointly, would be really fun. It could I, be like, yeah. a, I mean, you could have like interesting stunts and you could do stuff both in commercials. That would be fun. And then you could also like package them together yeah. uh, in the store um, or I mean, I don't you like could, this one as much, but the, you can make it the fake competition right. like they do with the left and the right Twix, which I still think is pretty dumb. Um but uh, yeah, a lot of stuff you could do there. Anyway, this is a Starburst commercial, and this has a tiny jet fighter in it. Yeah, so the Starburst campaign has been for a while. How do you think they get all that flavor into a Starburst? Mm. And so they'll come up with someone in the commercial will come up with a fanciful theory about how that is, and then they illustrate that in the commercial. In this one, you have two what look like sort of catering catering waiters, a, a man and a woman, and they're like setting or clearing a table at some sort of fancy banquet. And the guy posits that the way they get the flavor in the Skittles is tiny fighter jets. And then you see a little tiny fighter jet, like, and a little tiny pilot in the fighter jet shooting flavor at us at a Starburst. Yes. A lot happens in a very short time in this commercial, and I think it's overly chaotic. And one of the things that makes it chaotic is when he, as you say, posits that theory the little fighter jet doesn't show up in the same scene as them. We get a flashback, but we don't know a flashback to what. Or it's just like it's suddenly a different location. It's like somebody's living room. Yeah. And this fighter plane is flying around a living room for some reason that we have no idea why. Right. And then I'll just give away the, the big ending here. Um, and then the fighter pilot accidentally flies directly into the dog's mouth or the dog snaps it out of the yeah, air. Yeah. And because, so, you know, it's not the same place because there's not a dog at this 
banquet. Right. And then if you go back and watch again, you're like, oh, I see. We went from a banquet to somebody's house, apparently. And I don't, there was no need for them to be at a banquet. Yeah. Like, they should have found out a way to make this all happen at the same place. Yeah. Because it's already a very chaotic commercial with a little bit too much going on. The dog doesn't have to eat the pilot either. Like, they're the fighter jet either there's no reason right yeah there's a there's a million ways to do this in a more simple storytelling format and i don't know why they chose to make it so um complex anyway let's take a listen how do they make starburst taste so juicy they use wicked small fighter jets to shoot the juiciness into every starburst it's about to get juicy Woo! i feel so alive so i think that the guy who's saying that this happened is the guy who's in the living room. You're absolutely right. And you it's, see a it's quick maybe flash before of him. he's gone out to work today. But again, I Cuz you see him wearing the vest yes. and white shirt that he wears as a caterer. But I totally stand by your point, which is it doesn't need to be so complex. Yeah. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. You had mentioned a Burger King commercial earlier. Yeah, I want to talk about this one because I have I have some thoughts about it. This is for a product called Stackers, which is um, I'd probably not in rotation in Burger King anymore, but like it was a multi-layered burger, basically. It, this looks like a very 90s commercial. Yeah, it's pretty old. Um, it stars a guy named Danny Woodburn, who you probably would recognize as an actor. He was in Seinfeld. He's a little person. Uh, he was in Seinfeld as Mickey Abbott, who was kind of like for several, for a number of episodes, was like Kramer's kind of uh, partner in crime and friend and friend and rival. Yeah, didn't he? Oh, they were rivals. I well, he, they were friends, and you know, was, did he hate Jerry or something? Too? No, he didn't hate Jerry, but he and Kramer were always like fighting over women or okay. various things. He's a pretty recognizable little person actor, um, and everyone. So, so the scene here is that it's like a construction site, and these are like union guys, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they're he's introducing a new guy on the crew to their workspace, but the workspace is like. Um, it actually reminds me of this book we have with like tiny little, uh, those little railroad scale figures that mm-hmm. are like interacting with f- food at human yeah. scale, yeah. human scale food. So it's like they're on a big kitchen counter sort of with like giant, what would appear to be giant tomatoes on the Burger backs patties. of flat bag trucks. Yeah. So everything's, everything seems big to them, but it's because they're small. But here's what I find a little surprising or like a little bit mystifying about this is that all of the actors or at least all the actors who have speaking roles in this um, who are tiny are also little people mm-hmm, right and they're like you know two inches high or something in this commercial but they also are played by actors who are little people yeah which feels to me like Burger King was trying to like I don't know it just seems a little weird right yeah because if you're going to shrink somebody down to it's immaterial where they're only two inches tall it doesn't matter if they're little people in real life yeah that struck me too and as of course with me I was like wait should I be offended Um, (laughs) of course first question um, but it's like well this is a this is a named actor who's like you know like if you get if you get a commercial like this, it's decent work. And, oh, totally! I'm you sure know, it's good, good for them because he's a famous actor. So I guess I wouldn't begrudge somebody wanting to hire little people. But it is true that they often get they're only hired for very stereotypical. Yeah. Jobs. So there just feels like something a tiny bit confusing or even a little troubling about the idea that when Burger King was like, "We need to do a commercial about tiny people." Someone in the room was like, and you know who's the tiniest people? Right, right. Little people. 
Yeah, um, that's why. How am I forgetting his name? Uh, Tyrion, who plays Tyrion on Game of Thrones. Oh, Dinklage. Uh, yeah, the Dinklage, the, the Dinkles, <laughs> my Dinks, <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Um, you know, his story is just fascinating. That he just got to a point pre Game of Thrones where he's like, I'm not playing. Yeah dwarves anymore i'm not playing any kind of fantasy stuff i'm 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 playing if you want to hire me me now he ends up playing a little person in game of thrones but the article i was reading and this was years and years ago was he was like yeah but i read this script it's like somebody gave me this script i said i'm not playing another dwarf in another goddamn fantasy thing and then he read it he's like oh no this is or maybe he read the books yeah and he's like and Tyrion's oh, Tyrion, like a modern man yeah he's yeah. just like he's one of the best characters yeah. in the book and yes he happens to be a little person or i guess they call him a dwarf in the books a dwarf yeah yeah um but he's a real three-dimensional character and in so many ways the heart of the show and it's is he's not it's not written down to him. Yeah, I mean, look, any character that Peter Dinklage plays is, by definition, going to have dwarfism. I almost, almost without exception, it would be hard to uh, imagine yeah. that not being the case. But I love, I love that he shows up in, for example, X Men: um, Days of Future Past, where he's like the villain, and it's never remarked upon. His height yes. is never remarked upon. He's just he's a politician. He's just he's a politician. Uh, like a weapons manufacturer. Okay, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, it's just like, yep, this is the guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, also, right. there is one movie that we just saw recently where he doesn't play a little person. And instead, he actually plays a giant, <laughs> and that true. is is that. Um, Although he's called a dwarf in that, actually, it's um, it's Avengers. It is the last Avengers uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah, they call him a dwarf in that. Yeah, it's the irony. It's it's ironic because in this alternate plane or universe or whatever, the dwarves are. Are huge, huge, are giant, in- interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so back to this commercial. There, this commercial from Burger King. Or maybe it's maybe it's Troll. I, I, oh, I, I think might be Troll. I think it's yeah. Troll. Um, this Burger King commercial is also confusing because you have these you know tiny little guys, a couple inches tall, using equipment and machinery that is to their scale, mm-hmm. uh, tiny little trucks moving. I guess regular size sandwich ingredients the buns the tomatoes which are huge to them but then there is one person in this commercial who's a real sized person and that is a woman who we only see her for a second she's a burger Uh, king like employee right and well i'll play this for you all the way through and then i'm going to explain what happens and then i'm going to bitch about it Whoa, 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 what are you doing? No, 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 get this out of here. This is the Stackers Union, kid. We stack meat and cheese. Meat and cheese. No veggies. Wake up, pretty boy. Ooh, early bun delivery. Hey, Tuts! So, I like that. So, a couple of things here. So, (laughs) is the point that I see, I didn't get that. So, we see a tomato on a truck, but the whole point of the stacker is that you don't put vegetables on it. It's just meat and bread and cheese. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's weird. That's That's how you eat your sandwiches. I know, but I wouldn't advertise that. Next, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know, but I'm rightfully ashamed of it. <laughs> but actually, I'll, I'll eat tomato and lettuce on burgers now. Um, but. It just seems like a weird thing to say, no, kid, don't put any tomatoes on this. It's all meat and cheese. I'm, well, I guess maybe that's kind of a, a, a Arby's thing, too. We have the meat. Okay. But then 
when he says, here comes the buns, and he says it kind of lecherously like that. Because the, the lady shows up, and he's looking yeah, at her but, butt. But is he? Because there is literally a bun coming down on a crate, on a crane, dropping the top bun of a hamburger. So he's ostensibly talking about that, but he says it in that gross way, so you think he's talking about the woman's butt, but there's no indication. We never even see the woman's butt. No, but we I think only he's facing, her. her butt is facing him. She's facing us. And he's behind her. So I think he is looking at her butt. Really? There's a moment like on screen where it seems it's not to you super that she's... obvious. Like they don't they don't show him like leering exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think just the way it's blocked. Like, yes, he would be looking at her butt. And then he calls her toots. And then she takes her finger and flicks him. Right. Like you would flick a booger. Like you would flick a booger. Um, so anyway, if you would flick a paper football, bad, uh, yeah, just a lot of bad stuff going on. Yeah. Like very confused. Too much happening. Like unnecessarily gross. Yeah. Calling her toots and yeah. like, um, like, yeah, having to be like kind of a, <laughs> an anti-hero or whatever. Um, all right. So, oh God, you went back for these next ones. Yeah. I would have never remembered this. This is an these. old, oldie, but a goodie. Um, this was probably the, one of the original tiny men. Which is the Tidy Bowl Man. The Tidy Bowl Man. So Tidy Bowl was a toilet cleaner. I doubt it's around anymore. Maybe it still is. It's not like the kind that you spray into the bowl and then scrub. It's the thing that you hang on the inside of the tank and it turns the water blue. Or you pour it in the tank, but it turns okay. the water blue. And that's their big selling point. It turns it a... Oh, they, lo- they have all these great phrases for the kind of blue it is. It, sparkling blue? Sparkling blue. But I think there's... Like, it's like, like, like glacier blue. Um... We'll play a couple of these here. Yeah, let's play the first one, which I think is pretty straightforward, right? It's a woman in the bathroom talking about keeping her toilet clean. And, she, and she's talking to the Tidy Bowl man who is a tiny little guy uh, who eventually paddles around in a boat in the toilet tank. In the toilet tank, yeah. I'm fed up with scrubbing. Excuse me, but you need Tidy Bowl. Here. He's oh, wearing like the full the t- yachtsman's. With, like, the blue blazer and the white yacht cap. Yeah, and if I didn't mention, these are from 1982, so it's in that style. She's dressed up like an 80s version of Rosie the Riveter. I would say she looks like Rhoda. Or or Rhoda. Okay, let's go back to the beginning here. I'm fed up with scrubbing. Excuse me, but you need Tidy Bowl. Here. Oh, it's you, the Tidy Bowl man. Will this help? Now, that's interesting, whereas Lil Sweet holds a can of uh, soda up that's way too big for him. The Tidy Bowl guy is holding a thing of toilet cleaner that is his size, mm-hmm. but then we cut away for a second, and then we see her grab it, and now it's her size. Just Magic. magically something He's happened He's also in the very transfer. tiny. Like, he could probably not lift the real size bowl. No. Real size Tidy Bowl. <gasps> Next show, you know what we have to do? We set up all these tiny people and say who would win in a fight. <laughs> We do it in a bracket system. Bowl man, will this help? Sure. With each flush, Tidy Bowl releases strong cleaners that help keep toilet bowls stain free. How do I know Tidy Bowl's cleaning? The sparkling color tells I you that it's working boat. hard. Tidy Bowl's powerful and safe on plumbing. That's great. Comes in lemon fresh blue or pine scented green. With Tidy Bowl, you'll scrub less. Safe on plumbing too. Yeah, see, those are the kind, though, they show it hanging in the tank. But Even it is the a bottles, liquid. You, it's a liquid, but yeah. you hang it upside down using this wire that's built onto it. Um, God, my family didn't use those most of the time, but then there's a there was a period uh, where my family started using them, and it was just endless fun for me. I loved the idea of turning the water a different color somewhere else, and then it shows up in your toilet bowl. I mean, you know, you lived a rich, full life. I really did. Now, this next one... Is a little bonkers. Yes. I think you have some things to say about it. Well, it's 
it really i as as ever i'm always bemused when a product goes for a pitch that feels like kind of hateful mm-hmm. <laughs> to me where the spokesperson seems like awful. somebody that you really do not want to yes, associate with exactly and in this one, we're not talking about the tidy bowl guy. We're talking about the woman talking. So the commercial we just saw, it's a woman, like I said, Rhoda looking or Rosie the Riveter. She's in the middle of her work, you know, work day cleaning the house. And she comes across uh, the tidy bowl guy. Now, in this one, there's a woman who's kind of dressed up fancy 1982 style. So that is to say she looks like she's on mama's family, basically. Sort of. Yeah. She's got like a, a Sunday hat on and a, and a uh, you know blazer and and skirt she's in she's in her friend's bathroom she's visiting and she's in the the bathroom of the person that she's visiting and she's talking to us the audience about that experience oh i just can't help it when i go to somebody's house i snoop and i can always tell a tidy bowl bathroom see she snoops to the point of taking the lid off of the toilet tank she we see her like closing the not even i guess the medicine yes the medicine cabinet she's snooping around in there and then she goes over to and she's proud of it she's proud of it just like i like to snoop and then she goes over to the toilet takes the lid off the tank it's like she starts out like i'm an asshole (laughs) and as an asshole (laughs) what i also love is like what is the tidy bowl's life like the rest of the time <laughs> in this house. It's, it's really fun to see him floating around on top of the water in these tanks, but like it never occurred to me what happens yeah. when the lid goes the back. The tiny on. bowl man's it's, life is grim. It's really, really grim. Tidy bowl bathroom. See? The tidy bowl man. Tidy bowl makes the water a beautiful Caribbean blue. Caribbean and only blue. Tidy oh, bowl right. contains lemon fresh borax to clean and deodorize automatically. Borax. So it's tougher on germs, stains, and odors. Get Tidy Bowl now in liquid or solid. Your bathroom never really looks clean without Tidy Bowl. People Tr- will snoop. People Tr- will snoop. Truthfully, that's not really a good tiny man ad, but I was so uh That's a great tiny man ad. Well, but he doesn't have any lines or anything. He He's, waves. We see him for a second floating boat. around in I his mean, boat. also will you make uh the, the kind of screenshot for the Facebook that commercial? Because it is amazing. The graphics are so bad yes. that they're delightful. Absolutely. They're wonderful. Um all right, so maybe one more here. Yeah, let's just do Pilgrim's Choice because I do want to talk about weird. this one. Because we've had all levels of tiny people in this. There have been like the teeny tiny like railroad scale figure people. There's Little Sweet who's definitely tiny, but, you know, two feet tall-ish. Yeah. He's not, you know, couldn't put him in your pocket. And then this one is a very weird scale. Now, this is for a brand of cheese called Pilgrim's Choice, which I believe is only a British... Okay, brand. that would make her voice make sense. Um, but I, I know it's strange because the um, the voiceover, like the 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 voiceover that you hear uh, advertising or like telling about the details, is has an American accent. So there's a woman in a supermarket. She's deciding what cheese to buy. I don't know why this cheese is not refrigerated. That is troubling, God. but very British. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes to pick uh, this Pilgrim's Choice cheese, and a man appears on a full size horse. In cowboy garb. Which seems huge in this store. Which seems very big in the store. Forgetting him. Like, she's just suddenly staring at this horse. Yes. But the man on the horse in the cowboy clothes is, like, two-thirds the size of a 
regular person. And he's not a little person. He's not just somebody who's short by nature. No, no. They've shrunk him down using digitally. technology. Yeah. So it's a weird decision to make him like a little smaller than normal. And for no reason that I can tell that yeah. has anything to do with the product. And then she does say at one point, I think her only line is, you're so small. Yes. Let me tell you a story, Pilgrim, about a man with expertises and cheeses. He set out to find the best of cheddars. Kept taste until he found a cheese with charisma. Cheddar so damn charismatic, made his mouth cry. He chose it for you, Pilgrim. You're so little. <laughs> Thank you. Pilgrim's choice. Good choice, Pilgrim. Yeah, see, this really confused me. Oh, at the very end, there's a little um, button at the end of this where we see him out in the parking lot. He's about to hook his horse back up to his wagon. Like his covered wagon. His covered wagon, but somebody's put a big yellow boot on the wagon. Like yeah. he didn't pay for parking, which doesn't make sense because this is a private parking lot. Uh, you wouldn't get a boot in like a Safeway parking lot. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's a weird decision scale wise I think and also God only knows I mean clearly there's like it's sort of like there's a John Wayne element mm -hmm. to the Pilgrim's cheese and that I don't really get I think it's maybe just like a culture lost in translation kind of thing maybe I mean yeah that's the thing Pilgrim's choice obviously the idea of Pilgrim's as we think of it here in the States is something very specifically American right and yeah. here they are tapping into some this American West Mm -hmm. Cowboy thing, which first of all, those are two very different. What's kind the of line American. that John Wayne says? Uh, um, you is it like you're talking to me, Pilgrim, or something? I know that sounds so dumb. I got a cancer. <laughs> no, that, that's from the shootest. That's one of his later <laughs> later works. Yeah, something Pilgrim. Uh, oh, so that, so that's it. It's it's the word Pilgrim because it's just weird that you have a British cheese company that is naming itself after kind of an American. Phenomenon, which was the Pilgrims, right? I mean, I guess Pilgrim is a generic term. Yeah. But we have the Pilgrims. You think that they're they're trying to do something that is like American. Yeah, and I mean, then pil they bring Pilgrim it... mean, just means traveler. Right. Or, you know, seeker or whatever. Um, so I don't know. But I have a feeling that this is tied into what we think of as American Pilgrims. Um, and then you have this cowboy Old West. I had no idea it was British until she talks at the end. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Why did, why did they decide to give her a British accent? And then it turns out, no, this is a British company that is just dealing with all American stereotypes. Yeah, I have to say, when I lived in England for a little while, um, there's a... Uh, cowboys is a big... Th or at least this was too true 20 years ago. Um, cowboys, as an American archetype, was huge. They're like... It was one of the few things that... British people it was probably like the number one like the number one word that came to mind if they ask if you just ask them to free associate about uh, Americans yeah um, and so that idea like the cowboy mystique or mythology is really strongly associated with America here there so it's probably in the same way that we would have like like if we were going to do something British related, we would just have them be beef eaters, you know, the guys in sure, the big yeah. hats and the red things. Like, I'm sure that's a very small part of their culture. But for us, it's like it looms very huge. But here's the deal. I want to just delve on this a little bit right now, even though I know we should probably move on to um, find out what the ad council sent us. But 
I'm finding some other commercials that still have this mini cowboy. Like there's one called Mini Cowboy in Kitchen, which I'm sure is along the same lines. But I want to find a Pilgrim's Choice commercial that doesn't star this mini there guy. There are some. And I think there's, st- according to these little thumbnails I'm seeing, they're still cowboy related. I saw some that weren't cowboy related. They really like the ch, the puns on oh, cheese. Oh, okay. Um, so there were some that were like totally unrelated to cowboys. Well, let's just take a look at this one. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like we're at an outdoor uh, kind of fruit and vegetable market. Some guy's testing the tomatoes by flicking them and touching them too much. He drops a tomato in the banana bucket. The Pilgrim's Choice cheese grater is rather particular, which is good when it comes to choosing cheese. Okay, this is interesting. See, I saw that guy, and I thought he was wearing a cowboy hat. He was, like, wearing a fedora. <laughs> um, so, no, that has nothing to do with cowboys. By the way, they said cheese grater, as in an inspector for yeah, their so cheese. And this guy is going around town, like, inspecting everybody else's produce and bread. Inappropriately. And but inappropriately, his day job yeah. is to do that to cheese. Okay, and then at the very end, for some reason, we see him in his work outfit, like, kind of sampling the cheese. And he's wearing, like, a weird white work fedora. Which yeah, I guess I don't know what's going on. I, there, maybe that's but. what food inspectors wear in the okay. UK. Anyway, I just thought that maybe they all had this tradition of, of sticking with a cowboy theme. But no, they just like funny hats. Uh, should we check in with the ad council? Let's do it. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. That's fun. You found so many. There, I know I'm missing some too, so send them in. Yeah, please. You can email us at after these messages show at gmail.com. Um, today in the Ad Council, however, uh, we've got a couple of follow up files, as I mentioned at the top. Um, our first uh, feedback is from listener Nate. Now, you're going to remember Nate, who sent us that great Kirk Cameron Kool Aid ad. Can we play it again? Yeah, it's from the early 80s. Um, We see a, a little boy, played by Kirk Cameron, sitting all bummed out on the back porch uh with a broken arm his arm is in a sling and his little sister wants to play baseball with him his sister who's like a like a down market shirley temple yes and he doesn't want to play with her because he's bummed out that his arm is broken and she's an annoying little sister i think the mom kind of comes out she's all like kind of joyful and she bounces out of the house and she kind of pushes the issue right encourages the boy to play with his sister Mm, i think she just comes out with kool-aid but she's happy when he when this sister manages to catch a ball so then they start playing catch and he cheers up and she cheers up and she's terrible at it she can't catch she can't throw um and then they all drink liquid sugar right kids are kids teach me to catch kids are kids it's true be serious ask him again kids will do things only kids will do And moms are moms. They know what's good for kids. See, the mom was encouraging the the But silently, like from behind a closed door. Oh, I thought she was actually kind of whispering it so the girl could hear. Always doing what they should for kids. (laughs) Moms are moms. They know what's fun for kids. Surprise what they want. Kool-Aid. I love this commercial. The little girl finally makes one catch 
and it's mostly accidental. Yes. And her Im- immediate reaction is, I need Kool-Aid. I need Kool-Aid. And she like wipes her brow. Yeah, like she's been working out. I need Kool-Aid. So what, one of the things we loved about this uh, submission from Nate was that he said he wanted the mom to be in his squad. Mm-hmm. And I said I wanted to know a little bit more about why his mom, why the mom would be in his squad. And this is what he had to say. Her explanation of why she likes Kool-Aid tells me all I need to know about her values. She's fun, but frugal, health conscious, but willing to stir in just the right amount of her own sugar. Exactly the kind of balanced influence I want in my squad. The kind of person that could kick back and share a bag of Fritos with Tumgus, mm-hmm. but whose very presence would restrain the frantic overindulgence of Sunny the Cuckoo Bird. Oh, man, in Nate. Her, in her own quiet way, Kool-Aid Mom would serve as the glue that holds my squad together. That That's great. is Compelling. some great freaking analysis. I yeah. love how much you've really considered your your personal squad totally and do. how the different um, characters would balance each other out Absolutely. because I didn't have Sonny the Cocoa Bird in mind but I had the Noid and I said that like it's good to have a chaos agent right. in your squad but then but you need an order Muppet exactly like, uh, like mom like Kool-Aid mom and then maybe also somebody kind of big to just kind of stomp on the Noid if need be I guess that was my Tumgus maybe mm-hmm. um, okay uh, I think also the Jolly Green Giant could play that role as well sure uh, okay, and another one that uh, we were following up on, this is from listener Dan. Now, we talked about that Pepsi jingle. It was actually just a jingle that somebody called up and sang. I think it was um, maybe a jingle that she'd heard as part of this like retro commercial hold music thing. Oh, yes. Would you mind if I went back and actually played it? Because it was a really good jingle, yeah, right? go ahead. And we should take a listen to this. So um, this was sent in by Lizzie. Sorry if you already said that. And it's a really old Pepsi commercial. Pepsi Cola hits the spot. Twelve full ounces, that's a lot. Twice as much for a nickel, too. Pepsi Cola is the drink for you. So we were perplexed by this because we didn't understand, like, why you get twice as much as 12 ounces. Like, what is the 12 ounces? Like, who needs 24 ounces of soda? Mm-hmm. Um, back in, this is from listener Dan. Back in the 40s, Coke was already a long-established brand while Pepsi was an upstart trying to muscle in on Coke. Coke was sold in six-ounce bottles. Uh, so in order to be noticed in the marketplace, Pepsi was sold in 12-ounce bottles, um, both sold for the same price, which was a nickel, hence the jingle. Hmm, that's interesting. Pepsi-Cola hits the spot, 12 full ounces. That's a lot. Twice as much for a nickel, too. Pepsi-Cola is the drink for you. So each one costs a nickel. And yep. for 10 cents, you can get 24 ounces of soda, I can't believe we have an obesity epidemic in this country. <laughs> and then Dan says, and now you know the rest of the story. Now you know the rest of the story. For all you Harvey heads out there. I was thinking about how before I was trying to describe what a woman looked like. And I said, just so our younger viewers could picture it. I said, she looks like she's from Mama's family. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that'll help. You can sell. I listened to Paul Harvey a bunch as a kid, and my dad, Did you? my dad loved it. Yeah. You can sell I only know it as kind of like a, a punchline, like we used it there. Like. Yeah. No, I actually listened to the stories. He was a good storyteller. All right. If people want to reach out, if people want to call our voicemail line, oh hey, so because of some scheduling things, um, we are going to record our next show on Saturday. We'll still post it on Tuesday, I think. 
Maybe we'll post it on, on Saturday. I don't know. I'm hitting the road, so Genevieve and I need to record early this week. Uh, or, and unfortunately, week. I lack almost all technical skills. Um, anyway, we'll figure that out. But maybe by Saturday, if you guys have been sitting on any jingles you want to sing for us, I would love to do kind of a, a real jingle-centric show yeah. where we can play a bunch of your jingles. Maybe uh, I'll try to come up with some more of my favorite. Maybe we can also j- just go through some other Can we other call it Jingle list- If You Can? Jingle all the way. Yes. Um, I uh, so anyway, yeah. So send us any emails that you've been holding off on sending, or voicemails, or anything. And again, the voicemail line six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. That's six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we'll also probably be dipping into the Facebook group for some good content. Uh, that's after these messages show. It's a Facebook group, and you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail. All right. Thanks, Weaves. That was really fun. I can't believe how many of those you found. And so again, many, So many little people. Yeah, if we missed any, uh, do send them our way. And for the rest of you guys, we'll talk to you next Tuesday or Saturday or something. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, son. I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover. You suck like James Dyson. Google the devil, but I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover couldn't touch me. Backyard. So if you're out there, come find me. Come find me.